0: Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening.
1: I'm so glad I know something about that blood. The song we were just singing. Amen. My past erased. My life he's changed. We got something to testify about. Praise the Lord. Amen. I uh, I know that it is uh, after apostolic folks have shouted and rejoiced. Been touched by the Holy Ghost. It's one of the hardest things to... uh, preach, amen, you can't outdo what the Holy Ghost does for us, and I'm not even going to try tonight, but I I, I do want to read a uh, portion of scripture for you from Jeremiah chapter number 20. Thank you for this invitation, and um, the room, the basket, the meals, the hospitality, everything Thank you so much. What a wonderful privilege to be here for this 18th year anniversary weekend. And this is Super Sunday. And the world is all excited about Super Bowl going on. But we are in Super Church tonight. And the world doesn't have anything on an apostolic church praise God I want to read from Jeremiah chapter number 20 Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse number 9 Jeremiah chapter 20 verse number 9 then I said I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay I don't have a sermon tonight but I want to I want just, to just for just a just a few minutes I want to encourage you let's keep the fire burning. Let's keep the fire burning. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. God bless you. I uh, read in this text one of the most discouraging times in the life and ministry of Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah is one of my favorites. I talked a little bit today about some of my least favorites, but Jeremiah is one of my favorites because Jeremiah had some feeling and some emotion and he had some inner character and some inner strength that sustained him and his ministry in the low times. I want to tell you today that if you're only serving God for the shout And if you're only serving God for when it's exciting And when everything goes your way You're going to have some rough times You've got to make up your mind I'm going to live for God Whatever comes, whatever goes As for me at my house I'm going to serve the Lord Amen. And and uh, just because that you're in the will of God, and just because that that uh, you have a calling of God, and you have the hand of God on your life, does not exempt you from discouraging days, man. I, in fact, uh, your pastor got in his vehicle a few years ago in some of the lowest times for my wife and I, and I don't know what he had on the schedule, but he dropped it all and uh, drove across the country and came just to be with us at a low time and just to, to cheer us and encourage us because we had reached a point we didn't have very much strength in ourselves. I thank God for the church. I'm glad I'm not in this by myself. Amen. And when you read Jeremiah chapter number twenty, you can sense the discouragement of Jeremiah. You can you can sense the heartbreak of Jeremiah. When you read all of the events that happened here, uh, it didn't feel good to be ridiculed. It didn't feel good for uh, folks to mistrust him and uh, to ostracize. Uh, Jeremiah. And sometimes we can look at somebody that's going through the trial or going through dark days and we can say, well, you know, if he really had a calling on his life, he wouldn't have all this trouble. But you read the book of Jeremiah. God said, I've called you. Jeremiah didn't just decide to go and proclaim the word of God to the people of Israel. Uh, no, God sent him. Matter of fact, God said, before, before, you were, before you were formed, I knew you. I ordained you from your mother's womb. And I declared you to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah wasn't having a dark day because he didn't have a calling on his life. I'm going to tell you, even with the hand of God, even with the calling on your life, you're going to have some opposition. You're going to have some dark times. You're going to have some trouble. You're going to have some low valleys in life. Amen. He had a calling. God spoke up. And you, you find Jeremiah wasn't one of these eager guys. Let, let, me, let me show what a great preacher I am. Let me show what a, a a great speaker that I can be. He wasn't that type. God had to convince him. Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm just a child. I'm young. God said, I don't want you to be afraid of their faces. I do not want you uh, to say I am a child and to make your excuses. I called you and I have set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Jeremiah, you got a lot to do. And then maybe we would say, um, you know, well, if Jeremiah really had a burden, if you really had a burden, Jeremiah, you wouldn't have dark days where you're talking about quitting. If you really had a burden and you really had the desire, and you you were really wrapped up in this thing, you, you wouldn't have times when you're talking about, I'm not gonna make mention of him nor speak in his name anymore, but Jeremiah really had a burden. I mean, the Bible said he had a burden. You look in Jeremiah chapter number nine and and He had such a burden. He said, oh, that my head were a a, a fountain of tears and that my eyes were waters that that I would weep. Now, brother, that's a burden. He said, I could cry 24 hours a day, day and night. I would weep for the slain of the daughter of. Of my people. I want to see them saved. I want to see them repent. I want to see them turn around. I want to see them do the will of God. I've got a burden. It's what I want more than anything else in life. Jeremiah had a real burden. It kept him weeping. It kept him pleading with the people. It kept him reaching out to them. It kept him calling to them. To come to repentance. To turn their lives around Jeremiah really had a burden. But he still had some dark days. He really did. And uh, you know you say well if he had a message. Jeremiah really had a message. And 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 it was a powerful message. And it was a message that could be remembered. and And it was illustrated well. Hey you couldn't get any better than Jeremiah. We're still preaching the messages of Jeremiah today. God said, Jeremiah, I want you to go to the potter's house. And I want you to watch the potter work that clay. And endeavor to make a vessel on the potter's wheel. Jeremiah and Jeremiah went down, and it was such a powerful message. It was so clear. It was such a picture of what God wants to do in the lives of people through ministry, through his work. What God wants to do is take clay without form, without, without uh, much to look at there. And put you in his will and work on you and fashion you and give you direction and make a vessel of honor out of you. Jeremiah had a message and you can't really improve on it. We still preach it just like Jeremiah preached it all those thousands of years ago. And he still had some dark days. The man had a calling. The man had a burden and the man had a message. And yet we read here where he made a statement. I am tired. I'm weary. I'm not going to make mention of him. I will not speak anymore in his name. And I think he really meant it. You read in. The twentieth chapter here, you find out, you find out there was a man that was the chief governor of the house of the Lord. The man man's name was Pashur. And uh, Pashur did not appreciate Jeremiah. He did not appreciate his message. He did not appreciate what he had to stay, what he had to say, and the Bible said that he smote Jeremiah the prophet. And then after he slapped him around, he put him in stocks. And I'm not talking about the Wall Street kind of stocks either. He put him in stocks that were at the high gate of Benjamin. Jeremiah didn't take it very well. He didn't say, well, Lord bless you. Well, I'm, I'm going to just talk like a Christian talks, you know. I, I, I pray God's blessings upon you. Oh, no. He was mad about it. He wasn't happy about sitting there in stocks and being slapped around. He wasn't thrilled about it. Jeremiah, matter of fact, Jeremiah, when he got a chance to talk to him, he said, We're not going to call you Paschur anymore. God's changed your name. Your name's going to be Megor Misabib. That means terrorist. Look it up. We didn't just have terrorists in recent years. Jeremiah had terrorists way back there. Matter of fact, anywhere there's ministry, there's going to be terrorists somewhere close by. (laughs) Oh, praise God. And so... He said, God is going to change your name, and instead of you terrorizing the people of God, and instead of you terrorizing the preacher, and instead of you terrorizing, you think Jeremiah was having a bad day? You won't find out what terror is all about. That's what he said. He said it in Jeremiah chapter number 20. You will be a terror to your own self before it's over with, Pastor. And so Jeremiah. He's having a rough day. He's got some enemies. He really does. Jeremiah had some enemies. and They didn't treat him very well. But you know, when, 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 you, uh, when you look at Jeremiah and you look at even the people that he had to work with, they didn't seem to be real top quality type of people. I mean Jeremiah didn't have a lot of converts Jeremiah didn't have a big church Jeremiah it doesn't seem like that he had a conference ministry in the king's chapel while the other prophets were speaking. Jeremiah was not invited to the king's chapel. he was an outsider and 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 uh, just just he didn't just have people that wanted to slap him around jeremiah he had some folks that he worked with there's one guy by the name of of uh, Baruch, and Jeremiah's, he's uh, he's in prison, and and so he says they're not going to quiet me down, not going to stop me, and so he writes out the word of God, and hands it to Baruch to go take to the king. And and Baruch goes up there and takes it to the king, and so after a while, Baruch comes back to visit Jeremiah. And Jeremiah says, "How does it go? How'd it go? How'd they receive it? What'd they do?" and it didn't go too well, Jeremiah. I hate to tell you this, Jeremiah. What, what happened? What, what went on? Well, I got up there to read it to the king. The king snatched it away from me and, and uh, had somebody read it to him. And then, then when they, he got to a part that he didn't like, he just cut it out with a penknife knife, threw it in the fire. Can you imagine how Jeremiah felt? You mean he did that to my message? You you mean he did that to what God gave to me? I mean, I'm one of the Bible writers, sir. I'm I'm going to be in there right beside Isaiah and Ezekiel and Moses and David. Now, perhaps he didn't know that, but we know that today, don't we? I mean, God, what God gave to him, what God gave to him has been preserved all this time for thousands of years. And yet, here's this one guy... That that took it and cut it up and sliced it and diced it and burned it. And Jeremiah's thinking, God gave that to me. Baruch, why didn't you stop him? Well I d I didn't Baruch, what'd you do? Did you make him mad? What 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 happened here? Is this all the help I can get? Jeremiah's thinking. Get my book burned up. Another place, this guy, Baruch, he uh he 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 was I don't know what kind of ambitions he had. Jeremiah had to get him aside, and he said, Seekest thou not great things for thyself. And that's the last we hear of the guy. I don't know if he backslid. I don't know if he quit. He said, Go find you somebody else. That's the last thing we find. Jeremiah said, Seekest thou not great. You got your eyes on great things, Baruch. So, seekest thou not, you just want it for yourself. And then we find the guy's got a brother by the name of Sarai. And The Bible says he was a quiet prince. He was just a, a quiet prince. He was just a quiet guy. And Jeremiah sends him to Babylon and sends him with the message for the captives, the people of Jerusalem that had been carried away into captivity. And he sends Sariah to go minister to them and carry them a message. And then he tells him, when you get through with it, they ain't going to cut this one up. You just, you just tie a, a stone onto the parchment and throw it in the river. And he comes back and, and he, well, I did what you told me to. Uh, I, I, wondered, I wonder if Jeremiah said, you know, when you get through with this sermon, of course, I've had a lot of sermons that I might as well tie a rock to it, throw it in a river, throw it in a well, flush it down the toilet, something. I've had a few that i felt that way about myself. But, but I wonder if Jeremiah said, Now, when you get through reading this to him and preaching to him a little bit, tie a rock to this one and go throw it in the river. I wonder if it didn't want Sariah, the quiet prince, to look back and say, Oh, I could never do that to one of your sermons. You're Jeremiah. I mean, you're you're one, you're one of the greatest that there's ever been. Oh, no. He found the rock. He tied it to the paper. He threw it right in the river. Okay, mission accomplished, pastor. It is down at the bottom of the river. Nobody will ever find that sermon again. Jeremiah's like, do you get it? And then there's another guy. We don't know much about him, but uh, know a bit about uh, uh, we know a little bit about Baruch. Um, we know a little bit about... Sariah and then uh, Eledmelech. About the only thing we find out about him is he went and got Jeremiah out of jail. The more I read about Jeremiah's church, I just love my church. I just thank God for every single one of them. I wouldn't want to have a church like Jeremiah had. <laughs> I mean, you got one guy, you got done. Settle down. Don't seek great things for yourself. You get you get my material all tore up and burned in the fire. The other guy ties a rock to it, throws it in the river, and never does compliment, never says, that was a great sermon. It shouldn't have never ended up at the bottom of the river. Another guy come to get you out of jail. That's about all Jeremiah's got. No wonder the guy is thinking about quitting. No wonder the man is saying, I'm done, I am not gonna speak. In his name. Anymore. But I am so glad. That is not the end of the story. I'm so glad. When he talked about giving up. He didn't give up. Because there was something. That kept him going on. There was something that kept him faithful. There was something that got him back in the pulpit when he was tired. There was something that helped him keep loving people when they had disappointed him so terribly. And that is, he said, I got a fire that's shut up in my bones. The Word of God. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, you got a pastor that gets up here and he's got a fire that's burning. Let's keep the fire burning. Let's keep the fire burning in the pew like it burns in the pulpit. Oh, praise God. Stand with me today. I'm just about through. You know, Jeremiah looks like he didn't have a lot of results. Looks like he didn't have a he didn't have a lot of folks that appreciated him. looks like jeremiah didn't didn 't have a lot going for him. looks like he'd never built a big church, never had much of a congregation. seems like he was a little disappointed in baruch when it when it was all over. seemed like sariah the quiet prince seemed like you know he he really didn't didn't take Jeremiah's ministry and sermons and message he really didn't take it very far but I find in the book of Daniel a young man Daniel the Bible says gets out some scrolls and the only the only preacher that I find Daniel, over there in Babylon, a long way from Jerusalem, a long way from the church, a long way from where the temple used to be, Jeremiah, his ministry still survives. Daniel gets the scroll down, and the Bible said, Daniel was writing, and he said, I began to seek, and I understood By books, the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. And he said, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications. Why did Daniel start praying? Because you look in the letter that Jeremiah wrote to the captives in Babylon. And Jeremiah said, You pray. You fast. You seek the face of God. And God will hear you where you're at. And God will forgive and God will hearken and do. I don't know if Jeremiah ever knew it. But the fire was still burning years later. A young man by the name of Daniel is carrying what was preached and what was taught and what was given to him. Thank God for a pastor that's put the Word inside of us. Because it'll take you through Babylon. And it'll take you through the lion's den. And it'll take you through the dark days when you're facing the test and the trials. Jeremiah had his discouraging times Oh, but thank God He said it like God gave him to say it And he stayed faithful to the will of God And he said, it's like fire shut up in my bones Yes, it is It's like fire shut up in my bones Somewhere a young person got a hold of it Somewhere the exiles carried it with them to Babylon Somewhere in the midst of a godless culture and a pagan environment, the fire just kept on burning in the life of Daniel. And the fire just kept on burning for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the fire just kept on burning years later, miles away because of a prophet Jeremiah that faced his dark days. Wouldn't quit. Thank God for a pastor that keeps on preaching. When the church hits a slump, the fire keeps burning. Thank God for a pastor that teaches midweek Bible study. Whether there's a large crowd or there, there's several folks out and whatever's going on, the ups and the downs, the fire just keeps on burning. Brothers and sisters, let's keep the fire burning. This message is the best thing we've got going. Apostolic doctrine is the best thing we got going. Holy Ghost infilling. Revelation of the oneness of God is the best thing we've got going. Let's keep the fire burning. God bless you.
0: Thank you, man of God, for this message tonight. If you feel that in your heart there's a fire that's been ignited, that you know you know how critical it is to continue to stoke that fire and to maintain that fire. So reminds me of Leviticus 6, how the Lord started the fire, but it was up to the priest to continue to maintain the fire. And the scripture said to never let it go out. Amen. It's up to us to keep this stirred up within us. It's up to us to maintain our relationship with God. It's up to us to to put another log on the fire as it were. Amen. I wonder tonight as we conclude this service if you'd step out from where you are and make your way to this altar and say, God, you started a fire in my heart when you gave me the Holy Ghost. When I received this truth, when I came into this beautiful, beautiful message of truth.